most wants to be grateful is testifying to Jesus on the cross and the unity in their worship don't get the fact that they have this pedestal to stand on. They don't get the fact they have the ability to become who they are and take uh, a hub and place in that community. And they sometimes they become uh, that mold and they become that outcast pattern and they look around and they say, well, you don't do that. You are soft now. And there's something when we know it's Jesus, we know it's the cross, we know it's Satan, we know that it's Jesus in front of us, it somehow turns the delight actually part of being an adult is joyful because of being a child. Anyway, I think it's a little late for that. Is being content to go and do things regardless of actually the consequences of what you're doing? Or do you fully enjoy it? How do we turn something into something? We try to learn from
Remember, in God I believe. Remember, you baptism was for you and for your family. Jesus died so that we can be a living, partly the declaration of God's judgment that we would go through tribulation. We would go face moments of doubt, these moments of crisis, these moments of hurt, Lower them to the root of who we are. Since Christ is the resurrection and the life, we don't have to fight against death. So that old self is dead. So that that, that self that, that was never enough, that was never able to achieve, that was never able to do what we wanted it to do, dies, crucified with Jesus, and then says, You can live again. And then when we rise up out of the grave, it, it symbolizes that we are a new creation, that the old but the grace of God is what saves us. And so when we face these moments of despair, when we face these moments of doubt, and we remember that as our baptism, we are reminded that the old self is gone, and I am a new creation. No longer am I in charge of this place anymore, but I'm a child of God, and it's not you. That no longer do the lies of the devil have the authority to come into my hand, but the truth of the gospel is the truth. Baptism is an amazing, amazing part of our journey. And if you haven't been baptized, I encourage you to read through the entire Pentecost Bible. Read through more than just your Ephesians, your Connect Leader. This story generally. Because while it doesn't actually build your standing with God, what you see is the power of the name that Jesus brought down So often we cling to what we know won't bring us fulfillment instead of remembering that we're only in the season of life. Today, it can make a difference. You can release the regret and start over. blood of Jesus, your witness has been shed. I myself was a bad man. I was an evil
Jeremiah 51, the steadfast love of God never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every morning, every day, every breath, the mercies and the grace of God abound in your life. Every situation that you walk in, every time that regret reappears, every time you make a mistake, God's grace and God's mercy is ever Lisa Gullo, and this is my starting over story. Growing up, my family went to church pretty regularly, and then when I was about nine years old, my mother all of a sudden decided she didn't believe in God, something bad had happened to her, and so we all stopped going to church, and honestly, it just made me more confused as I got older. Was God real? Is Jesus real? I just kept searching for different things. I mean, it wasn't um, bad things necessarily, but I wanted a career. If I could move up the ladder and be the best I could be at my job, then I would be fulfilled. I wanted to get married, and when I got married, I thought that would be the answer. And then we decided to have children, and as lovely as they are, there was still something missing. In 2009, while I was at work, I suddenly passed out. After several days in the hospital, they determined that I have hemiplegic migraines, which is your basic migraine with stroke-like symptoms. I was unable to work any longer, so as if the migraines weren't enough, I actually also started having seizures. It really set me back even more because I couldn't drive. You can't drive when you have seizures, so I was just stuck at home, mentally, physically, in every which way, and I just really believed everyone would be better off without having to deal with all of my issues. I attempted suicide by taking all my prescription medicine, which I had many of for various reasons. They intubated me in the hospital, and I was unconscious for a week. But my throat swelled up so much, they wanted to take the uh, intubation tube out to see if that would help. My throat was really swollen, I couldn't breathe. They shoved the tube back down, and it damaged my vocal cords. So I cannot breathe through my nose or mouth. I can only breathe first thing I do remember is when I woke up, uh, they had put um, something on the trach here that allowed me to speak, but instead of speaking, I started seeing Jesus Loves Me, which is a song I know from my childhood, and I just, according to the nurses in my family, would not stop singing Jesus Loves Me. 
So the, the ICU nurse obviously heard me singing, and she came over and asked if she could pray with me, and uh, she did that. The whole ICU room, which I'm sure everyone knows, is harsh white light, just totally changed to this glow of love. I can't, I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt so peaceful and so loved by the end of her praying. She asked if I would accept Jesus Christ, and I absolutely said yes. So as I continued to find my way back to God, my daughter was part of a soccer team, and their practice was canceled due to weather. And uh, as God would have miracles happen, he brought the practice here to the church. I found a flyer um, describing the course that was coming up in the next month called Alpha. The description of the Alpha course on that flyer sounded like exactly what I was looking for. Being new on the faith journey, I was nervous to, to come to the first Alpha session, but I made it and met some incredible people, very welcoming, and it was good to see other people in my same situation discovering their faith. Immediately after the Alpha course, I knew I wanted to get baptized. I don't know, I mean, for me, it just felt like the natural next step. I wanted to make that public proclamation that he is my Lord and Savior, and doing that was, for me, a continuation of my faith journey. The minute that I woke up in the hospital room, everything was different, and I knew my life was going to be totally different. I started over with everything, with how I treated other people, with how I felt about myself, even though I have these health issues. I just knew that moving forward, um, I had started a brand new life. Where the flood, he was 
standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw the fish. And he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, he decided to depart and put it out on the water. And he sat down in his port house to pray. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. But at your word I will let down the net. When they had done this, they exposed a large number of fish, as their nets were breaking up. They're singing to their partner on the other boat, the one that Simon was on. And and they came across both boats being wrecked. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For for he and all who were there were lifted to the earth and were frightened. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. This is where their story began. The fishing boat. The whole night of work and turn the dock. Jesus meets them in that moment. He feeds the mouthpiece. He starts weary of the boat. And then in John 21, when they're foaming at the breath, what do they do? They row back to their old life. John 21 is literally in the same place that Jesus found them in Luke chapter 5. They're on the same sea. They're, on, they're doing exactly the same thing. They're, they're, they're fishing as it were. They've been out all night. They haven't caught anything. You see, it was wrecking through that it was put us back into our past and put us in fear. It has caused us to revisit the same situation over and over again. But Jesus is carrying these in in, uh, in John 21 and says this. Just as they were drinking, he stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was him. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find fish. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. When the Jews had, uh, when the disciples had used, uh, uh, when the disciples whom Jesus loved, therefore said, Peter, it is the Lord. Simon Peter heard it and he knew it was the Lord. He put on his outer garments and he, then he stood and worked. He saw himself truly as a man. Jesus did exactly the same thing over again. Even though the disciples had gone back to their past life, even though the disciples were doing exactly the same thing as Jesus found them in the first time, Jesus meets them in that moment. Jesus performs the same miracle, and Jesus allows them to start over. Jesus says to them, that few years, what you've done as you've experienced me, is not a waste. And I believe this morning, this is what this reading represents, is that Jesus, for some of us, are wanting to say, you followed me before, you gave up everything, you dragged this man out of you. So now something has happened in your life and you've gone back to your past. But I'm ready to encounter you. I'm ready to meet you. I'm ready to do the same miracle I did when I first met you again. 